Today on the Ministry Coach Podcast, we are interviewing one of my favorite youth ministry legends, Josh Griffin. We're going to be taking a deep dive in what it takes to truly invest in your volunteers. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast track the growth and health of your youth ministry. My name is Jeff Lascola. With me, as always, is Kristen Lascola. And with us today, not as always, um, is someone I've been actually a huge fan of since, man, we were talking, it, it probably had to be like 13 years ago. This wow. guy, so. Youth ministry resources used to be scarce, very scarce. And there was a man with a blog and that <laughs> blog had a name that will forever stick in our hearts and heads more than dodgeball. I remember finding him randomly on the internet, Josh Griffin, huge, huge, huge fan. I remember reading you and I think it was group magazine. I had a subscription and there are articles and it was like, you were always like featured, like they'd ask you little questions and stuff. And that was like back in the day. I mean, I still have my magazines. It's like this huge stack, but, but Josh is with us today. And this guy's been in youth ministry for 25 years, which like, that's just I mean, a gold medal already. (laughs) I mean, incredible. Um, And right now he's working with my personal favorite age group. And I think his too now. They won you over. Absolutely. Junior (laughs) hires rule the world. That's it. (laughs) Junior hires rule the world. He has come to the fun side. All right. And (laughs) those little weirdos have won his heart. And it's awesome. Um, And also he's best known for his co-leadership with Doug Fields for DYM. That's like the Josh thing, you know, but it's so exciting to have him here today because I haven't seen him in probably two years. We were at the same conference. Then we ran into each other at the O'Hare airport. airport. (laughs) Yeah. The same gate. (laughs) We're like both booking it as fast as we could because that airport is like 10 10 miles miles (laughs) backstory though. She sees you and she goes, that's Josh Griffin. I should go say hi. I was like, well, then go say hi. No, no. She's fangirling. Be quiet. Don't tell him I said, go say hi. I'll watch our stuff. I'm going to play this for my kids so they know that I'm a big deal. They don't think so. I mean, (laughs) You are a big deal. Two-time Emmy Award winning Josh Griffin. Three-time world champion pole vaulter. What an introduction, guys. Thank you. I I think this is the nicest. I'm going to come on the show whenever you want, just for my affirmation. Wow. (laughs) It's what we do. But you know, there is a famous rugby player named Josh Griffin, I think. Did you know that? If you Google Josh Griffin, which everybody Googles themselves from time to time, there is a, uh, there's a rugby player who has his own Wikipedia page. I do not. (laughs) And then there's a few other people in other professions that aren't uh, great that are also that share my name. So yeah. (laughs) Well, I Googled you because I'm like, well, like, is there something else in there that I don't know about? And this, yeah, this rugby guy was everywhere. So I mean, <laughs> I maybe people, you and... guys, you look ish alike. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do okay. I mean, we have similar builds. He's very wealthy and athletic, and I'm, uh, I do youth ministry, and I used to be athletic. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
you play, I'm sure, dodgeball or some kind of gaga ball weekly. Lots get your of cardio in. in junior high ministry. It's gaga ball for life. So we have a permanent one set up in our youth room. It's one of the giant yes. gaga ball pits. Before and after service, it's always packed. I'm an easy target. They pick on me. I'm slow. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good sport, I'm sure. I, I like try. I play really one do. round and I'm like, I'm going back to four square, guys. <laughs> yeah, four square I start for sweating. Life. I'm like, I'm out of here, kids. <laughs> <laughs> mean kids. Um, well, yeah, Josh is at Mariners doing DYM, four kids, just like rocking life. So, what we're going to talk about today, I'm so excited about because I'm really passionate about volunteers. And, Josh, I actually wanted to start with. You know, Twitter sometimes is a barren wasteland. (laughs) There's not a whole lot happening there sometimes, but I don't know exactly when it was, but a while ago, you don't know this, but I've quoted you several times and on this podcast and just in life, but it was this, this tweet that you said, and I'm probably going to, you know, botch it just a little, but the concept was you said it's something like, I remember the moment when I realized I no longer minister to teenagers, but to the people who minister to teenagers. And when I read that, I was so excited because I felt like what you did was put perfectly into words what I was wrestling with at that particular time in my ministry, because, you know, I work at North Coast Church, which is a large church, but at the time, or when I first started, I worked at an offsite and it was a smaller campus. And then we just experienced just this huge growth, um, you know, in the last few years and like it made my head spin and I felt that role changing in me. And I read that, that tweet from you. I was like, oh my gosh. And it was just this realignment, this refocus of what actually is my job as a youth pastor and where should I be putting my focus? So can you unpack that concept a little bit for us and and why you wrote that and where you were at? Yeah, no, I'm honored that that resonated with you because it was just where I was at too. And I think it's a huge pivot in the life of a youth worker where, you know, if you and 20 kids, you can know all their names, you can be in all their homes, you can care for them and love them. But a youth ministry of more than 20 or so kids is going to have to be bigger than you. And so I remember when I first started a youth ministry, I'd grab a, a volunteer and now there's two of us, you know, and I always say, if you're doing youth ministry alone, you're doing it wrong. So build a team. And then I grow a little bit more and I grab a, another person and I needed some skills. Like I needed somebody who could help plan the events. And so I grabbed a person in the church who had, who could help with that. And pretty soon, I mean, I got into youth ministry because I love teenagers. And so there's this moment where I finally realized I don't do ministry to teenagers anymore. I do ministry to adults who work with teenagers. And if I'm honest with you, I would say, it kind of stung. It was, it was difficult. It was a pivot that I don't think I was totally ready for because I got into this for the kids and now I'm working with adults and I don't want to work. <laughs> but I also realized the power that's unlocked when you mentor, care for, encourage, and train adults to do good youth ministry, the impact is multiplied. The impact is exponential. And so now I would say I'm a, I'm a youth worker, but I'm, I, pastor students nearly as much as I'm pastoring the adults who work with students. And I still teach. I just a few minutes ago at my my talk this weekend, we're going back to services and I'm really excited about it and all that. And so I, I'm writing the message. I'm with kids. I'm high five and I'm in. 
but I know that my real job is equipping the rest of the church, the adults to do great youth ministry and it's yielded incredible results. Well, and I love that you say you use this word equipping, right? You know, so your job is to equip those adults who then are going to pour into your students. And so it's this like trickle down effect. And so you have a really cool event coming up. Um, and I want to make sure, cause it has a long name, national day of volunteer <laughs> youth ministry training. That is like <laughs> the world's longest name. Even the acronym is to N D O V W I Z. I don't know. It's too long. It's terrible. It's, it's poorly named, but it is a great event. Um, so Doug Fields and I, we're, we're talking about how, how we train our volunteers. How do we equip our people? And I would say, you know, youth workers are typically really good at recruiting, like get onto my team and encouraging people like, here's a, you know, here's a, a thank you or you're the best or whatever. We're not great at training and preparing and equipping these people to be pastors and shepherds of our teenagers. So as Doug and I were talking and the crew at Download Youth Ministry, we said, what would it look like if we created an event to help turn our volunteers into real shepherds? Like, could we drop the arms folded in the back of the room, you know, making sure nobody's messing around and really really invite them into the ministry of the gospel and to pastor kids. And so we designed an event uh, way back in 2019, feels like ages ago, and uh, launched and it had 20,000 volunteers from all over the country. And then this year, uh, 2020 on September 19th, we're doing it in 300 locations all across the U.S. You can stream it, download it. It's got unbelievable speakers and great content, but it's also really fun and there's a ton of humor and there's a, it's a, you know, it's a little well, irreverent because that's DYM. a little us. <laughs> so of course it's fun. And of course it's funny. That's what, and I was telling you pre-show, that's what drew me in to DYM. And I would always tell Jeff, like, I feel like the DYM, they're like my spirit animal of like humor <laughs> and youth ministry because it was just so like off the cuff and joking. And so I know it's fun. And I mean, I was looking at this lineup of, you know, uh, Heather flies, you guys have Sean McDowell, Jessica Sanchez, Kara Powell, Mark Ostriker, like all these names that like, if you've been in youth ministry for five minutes, you are well aware of the influence they've had. And so absolutely, it's a loaded lineup. And, and I love that it's people who are many of them are in the trenches of youth ministry. Some are the thought leaders and thinkers and all that. But to be honest, the, the volunteer doesn't even know who any of those people are. They just need good training. Now, the, the lead youth worker might be like, I recognize her or whatever, but they really need great training. And so when you take your volunteers to an event like this or when you stream it or, you know, virtual event or whatever, I think, you know, part of the power is you're in the, you're in the van together laughing. You stop and you eat and you talk. You process the 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 small lecture that you heard and you're writing down notes and you're comparing like the conversations and discussion and the memories, the laughter and the fun create a really powerful force. I mean, it elevates the status of volunteers in your youth ministry from shepherds to shepherds. You know, we're, yeah. we're moving them from, I'm here to make sure nobody gets hurt or to be the fun monster to, I want to pastor these kids. 
And so even by saying yes, and you don't have to come to this event, but if you do, go to trainmyvolunteers.com. <laughs> A little <laughs> shelf of selfish plug there. Um, but you don't have to go to this event. But when you go to an event or when you bring training to your church, when you stream a video, when you share something with your team, when you write a little leadership lesson and send it around email, you're changing the culture of your youth ministry. You're saying, this is the bar and this is where we want you to be. We don't want you to, to warm, you know, keep a seat warm or fill a room. We want you to pastor and shepherd and care. And so cool. that's what the training is all about. That's where it was birthed from. And we have, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an incredible year this year and it will be back in 2021 for sure. I think one of the cool things too you're doing is a lot of times the youth pastor would, you know, could go to a conference and get all these great ideas and come back to their team all excited, but they're like, okay, cool. You know, you learned a lot of stuff. You didn't really relay it that well to me, <laughs> but this is the team. This is the volunteer stuff. You're, you have everybody just like jacked up on Mountain Dew about exactly. ministry and that's what you want. <laughs> I love it. That's so true. Like, you know how people, when I go away to a conference and come back, the people in my church are like, oh, he went to a conference. Yeah. You know? Like they know. He's glowing. Yeah. There's just a glow. Like I'm closer to Jesus, you know, and, and like, you know, Moses and the 10 commandments, I'm that guy. But this the, the most powerful part about this is you watch it together. You're in the same room. You're hearing yeah. the same message. And and it's, you know, the, the reason we designed it to be one price, it's like around a hundred bucks to bring everybody. It's not, you know, some conferences and events and I love them. They're awesome, but there's, they're priced out where you just can't take your volunteer team or their one national location. I love those events, but um, this is different because it's not too far away or you can stream it and it's a certain price for everybody. So fill the van with all your volunteers. Wait, you're saying it's like... You pay a hundred bucks and then you can bring all your volunteers. You bring everybody for what? that one price. Red. Yeah. So most conferences, two or 300 bucks for a person. And this is around a hundred bucks for the van full. So it's just stupid cheap. And again, that's kind of the download youth ministry philosophy. We just are, are like, let's create something that we think is helpful. And, and I'm in youth ministry every single day. So this isn't like download youth ministry is my life. I mean, it is, but I also do youth ministry. I'm a youth pastor. So um, last night after youth group was a very fun night. We had great. This kid, uh, he uses my keys to open the youth room door. We have like a garage door. Very cool. And he uses my keys. Well, he accidentally took my keys home last night. I I finally finished cleaning up the youth room and say goodbye to the volunteers and we're all set. And my key, I'm like, where am I? <gasps> Henry has my keys. <laughs> did, he, did he take your car too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Turns out Grand Theft Auto. No. <laughs> you know, he's like a seventh grader and he took my keys home. So I'm texting him. I'm calling him nothing. So it's now like 1030 at night. And he calls me back and says, your keys are at my house. My family's asleep. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I'm stuck at the church. Actually, I, I did hitch a ride to In-N-Out. But I, uh, you know, so, and now I'm driving 21 miles to his house, 21 miles back, getting into my car. Thank you to a buddy. And then I drive back. It was, cr- so I'm, here's the thing. I'm in youth ministry every single day. I know the pains. I know the joys, the wins, all of it. The Henrys. The Henrys. Yeah. <laughs> and your volunteers are experiencing this. They are in the trenches of youth ministry. And so I think it's a great moment to say, 
you know, we're in this together. We have the same mission, the same vision, and let's go to an event like this, or let's stream a training like this and be equipped and trained to now, you know, go on throughout the year and care for, care for our kids. Well, and what I love as I'm reading through the lineup is the, like what hit me so much was what you guys are talking about. So, um, everything it's like, friend versus leader, getting that balance, right? Um, Gen Z, knowing who you're ministering to, how to shepherd students, um, talking about an anxious world. So all of these to me, like how Jeff was kind of saying, like, you know, us as the, the top dog, sometimes we go to these conferences and they're so geared toward, like that big L leadership, you know, and we need that. It's like the vision and we're steering the ship and all those things. But when I look at this, I'm like, this is designed for people that are doing like life on life. Um, and that's what our volunteers are doing. Like that one-on-one that like personal pastor, it's like, could not be more perfect. Yeah. We're we're not going to debate the future of youth ministry because we're talking to the people that are in youth ministry today. Like if if I had to summarize this training and also a principle for whatever training that you might be doing as a, a, a youth pastor or a youth worker is practical. Like we don't need a a ton of theory at this level. We need really practical tips, tricks, ideas, principles to help us through the, you know, in this case, we're launching our our life groups, our small groups right now. And so everything we do, we we run through the filter of, is this practical? Is this helpful tonight? And we did the same thing with the National Day of Training. And I I think it's really going to be helpful to people. And uh, hopefully it changes their lives forever. Like the long, if we can change the longevity of youth workers and volunteers in the church, it'll change the generation. You know, I, I have personally experienced now as a dad of four teenagers, I've personally experienced the, the joy of a small group that stays together for years, the memories, laughter, mentoring, trust, all of it. And I've also experienced the pain of like the ups and downs. That's normal. And I get it. But as a parent, that's a tough one. And Mm -hmm. so if we can help a volunteer be better equipped for those tough moments and, and still be encouraged and filled with all of that, but if we can help them stay a little longer in youth ministry, it's going to change the, the quality of the ministry in our, in our church too. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, even like checking myself of like, man, after I onboard my volunteers, so like they go through the initial application process, background checks, you know, all of that. And then I kind of train them on like, Hey, here's some of our plumb lines from North coast church. Here's how you win. Here's some policy stuff. Now go and be competent, you know? And then just to think like, but if we are preaching that these are our pastors, then it would only follow that we're doing consistent training with them. So whether it's an event like this or us finding maybe quarterly ways to just like, Hey, here's what you need to know. But aside from like the, the like mandated reporter new like laws and stuff like that, like, I feel like what you're saying is all these like tangible things, like what can I use today to be a better small group leader? What can I use today to be a better pastor or shepherd? And if we're calling them that, then it's really falling on us as to equip them, to resource them with like, and I mean, don't you enjoy your job so much more when you have the resources to do it? 
And when you're continually sharpening, and it's one of those things where it's like, man, like what an accountability for us to say, what are we doing with these people to really sharpen and train and make sure they are getting the most out of this role? Because they are, they are the pastors. And Uh, while you're at a training, while you're at an event like this, it's a great chance to laugh together, to thank them, and and also to celebrate. Like if you, when you go to a training or stream an event or whatever you're doing, um, you you can say, you know, Mark has been in our youth ministry for three years. And so we just want to celebrate him. And you're also saying to the the newbies, hey, we'd love for you to be here for three years. So you're affirming one person. You're also kind of setting a vision and and a hope and an expectation for what could be as well. So I think the power of combining this training and equipping with laughter and celebration is a game changer. Totally. And like if you had like to boil it down after all of the pastors you've trained, the parents you've worked with, um, you know, when that comes to your small group leaders themselves, the people that help you do ministry every single week, what do you think they want most from the pastor that is working with them? Yeah, I think, I think they really do want training. Like, I think they want to feel equipped. They want to feel ready. I mean, the next generation is really, that's, that's scary. You know, I, I sometimes get to fly and travel and speak and stuff. And I tell somebody that I work with students and they like literally recoil a little bit next yeah. to me in the seat. And usually it's because I'm, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm overflowing into their seat. But that's a different <laughs> story altogether. And so, but I mean, it, it's a little weird if you care about teenagers because it's a difficult, intimidating group. And so help your people be equipped to have the tough conversations, to lean into um, a gesture or a look or a tenderness in someone's eye, like to recognize and use discernment and their spiritual gifts. Like, I think they just want to be, and they need to be encouraged and they need to be celebrated. I'm, I'm in on all that too. But I think we've got to equip our people. We've got to train our people um, how to be great leaders. You know, when you think about it like this, you know, I'm the, I'm the junior high pastor, but I've got about 15, 20 volunteers that are, they're doing the real work. Like, remember when we started, I'm the, I'm the pastor of our pastors or our small group leaders. So they're the ones that need the most training and, and encouragement and all that too. Um, because they're the ones that are working with students. They're the ones that have the text messages, the laughter, the tears, the pain, all of it. And so we got to make sure they're ready for what they're going to face. Absolutely. Well, maybe I did connect the dots earlier, but after hearing you say, and I can bring everyone who wants to come. I'm going to trainmyvolunteers.com. I'm registering. I'm just going to throw it out to my leaders and say, Hey, as many of you can fit in my van. And then after that we carpool, but it's like, and we're in San Diego and you guys are in orange County. So it's not that big of a deal for us, you know, but this is like, so just out of like sheer curiosity as a as a future attender, cause I'm coming, I will see you there. I love um, it. How are you guys working around like COVID stuff? Is this just like, we're all wearing masks and you have the seating all outside or what's going on? It's a great question. Our church Mariners is super hesitant to host this event right now. If I'm <laughs> honest with you, um, we have hundreds and hundreds of locations all across the U S and Canada. Um, and, uh, I would say about two thirds are on 
and you need to wear a mask and be socially distant, kind of follow the local guidelines. Um, but we did do a pivot this year because a lot of people aren't comfortable yet. Yeah, I mean, going back to church in California, you know, we're not back to church or anything yet. And so I, I think it was a the necessary pivot this year to give everybody who registers a streaming option. So you can watch it on any device that you want. Um, and also for a little bit more uh, cost, you can just download the entire training and it's for you to use however you want. So if you're like, I want to do a training in October or I want to carve this up into three big trainings, you know, the fall and the new year and whatever, you get the training. It's a couple hundred bucks, I think, but you can now use it however you want, whenever you want. And wow. that was honestly just to the, the COVID thing has thrown this whole thing off. Last year, there's like 20,000 people that attended. Um, this year, it will be a similar number, but it was tracking to be way bigger. And then, you know, coronavirus, hey. Ray, <laughs> yay, thank you. Yeah, so you can attend, you can stream, you can download. Either way, it's the most affordable training in youth ministry, and it's really, really good. I mean, I, it's all recorded and all done. You just click a button and download the whole thing. It's spectacular, super high quality. I, even last year when we launched the very first year, we're just trying to elevate youth ministry. Like youth ministry oftentimes puts together some pretty average or below average stuff. We want to change that. Um, and sometimes <laughs> if it's great, it's really expensive and we want to change yeah. that too. So we everything we do at Download Youth Ministry, we're trying to have the bar as high as possible and the price as low as possible. Well, I'm a huge fan of DYM resources. So my favorite game over COVID, I got PETA, 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 or PETA. (laughs) (laughs) Shockingly good game. (laughs) It was so fun. My leaders were like texting me because we played it online, like through Instagram live. Because this was before we went back and my leaders were like, Kristen, this game is so funny. This is amazing. So I am a frequent shopper, mostly of the games. Like I'll grab a quick four or six buck game, you know, that I need. But I love it. I do the same thing right now. I mean, I get to download it for free because I did co-found it. But <laughs> I, I'm the same way. This week at Are You Finistry, we're, we're doing fall kickoff. And so we're playing Dead Cat. And yes. last week we played Shark Attack. Like we just have, we, it's, it's so easy. It's so cheap download a game, use it. There's actually a bunch of free stuff too. Just check it out and enjoy. (laughs) Yes, we did. um, What was the one? Oh, our kids love the YouTube views one. That one is always like YouTube showdown. I think it's called. Yeah, that's it. Very good. My favorite game. It's an old one. It was called uh, Taylor Swift or Lamentations. Lamentations. Yes. (laughs) And we just came out. For, you, for Taylor's new album, we have Taylor Swift or Revelation. <laughs> you have to guess. <laughs> I did see that. And we played, I don't know if this is from you guys or if someone at our church made it up, but for a staff competition, we did Barry White or Song of Solomon. Amazing. <laughs> I'm in. Is I'm that in. you guys or did they make that up? I don't think so, but I love it. <laughs> we did have one. We did have one a long time ago, back when Celebrity Apprentice was a thing. So it had no reflection on the president. But we did have a game called Trump or Animal. And it was zoomed in on Donald Trump's hair. And you had to guess if it was an animal (laughs) or Donald Trump. Now, again, no commentary. Do you think that could be played today? (laughs) (laughs) We pulled the game. It felt a little controversial at this point. So we're trying to, you know, whatever. But it was so fun. (laughs) 
Maybe it's just for like a staff like <laughs> gathering, yeah. you oh, know? Yeah. Like Yeah, send me an email. I'll send you the link. I'm all about it. It's funny. <laughs> yes. We'll we'll do that and then we'll do our volunteer training and we'll we'll just call it a day. Exactly. One one perfect little package. I love it. <laughs> okay, so when it comes to a training schedule, you know, I go back and forth a little bit and there's been seasons where I've been really consistent in training my volunteers. You know, me and the high school pastor will get together and just do one big student ministries training. And then I try to have times where I'm just hanging out with my staff, like for fun and there's no agenda, no training. And then there's other seasons where I'm like, when's the last time I did any training with you? Um, And so I don't know if I've, you know, found that real like sweet spot rhythm of like, like between hanging out, no agenda training beyond onboarding and, and what we do with them. So like in your mind, what, like as a youth pastor and as a youth trainer, you know, a youth pastor trainer, like, what do you see as, an ideal, yeah. how often should yeah. youth pastors be training? It's a really, really great question. And because I've done youth ministry for a long time, I would say I've done it every way that you can do it too. I've done it or, or not done it and maybe should have had more training. So we've done monthly leader meetings. We've done, you know, one big training at the beginning of the year. We've done quarterly events. We've done every variation of this different years. But the one that I'm kind of excited about right now is we're, we're doing the National Day of Training with our volunteers as kind of our big kickoff. And then we're attaching to that just some specific stuff for our church and our policies and whatnot, get that done. Then we're doing coffee connections in October, um, kind of like a, a Thanksgiving dinner type of fall, you know, fall harvest thing, a big Christmas party, no agenda, just laughter, celebration, stories. Then in January, we're going back to do some more training uh, and then probably kind of carry through the spring, let it coast a little bit, one-on-one relational stuff, and then end the year with a big debrief and a big celebration as well. I really am a big fan of parties, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so I want to have fun. I want people to stick a long time in our youth ministry. And so we make sure they're trained, we buy them coffee frequently, and we celebrate often. Yeah. I love that mantra, you know, and fun is kind of the love language of youth ministry because fun usually spurs relationship and feelings of loyalty and just wanting to be together. I mean, I just love after youth group where it's like 10, 10 30. And I'm like, are my leaders ever going to leave? Like, I kind of want to go home, but they just like to hang out and they want to talk or pull out cards or eat food and just have a, a good time. How do you decide what your leaders need to hear? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. Um, well, one, I depend on the national day of training to just anticipate where my people are at. And a good example would be this year in the national day of training, there's a, a whole question and answer time that I do with a, an MMA fighter on bullying. And then uh, Mark Munoz, he's a national champion. He's amazing. And then there's a whole uh, interview that I do with an 82 year old volunteer and she's amazing. She's in our ministry and it's like, age doesn't matter why and her lessons are so good and then I interview a, a, a friend of a, a couple who's a friend of mine on race and the relate you know, the world is kind of exploding and on fire right now so I do depend on events like this and to kind of know what's going on and know where people are at but I also think 
if I'm honest, you know your people better than anybody else. So pray, ask God for discernment, talk to your leaders, even a simple questionnaire, just get some feedback. Like um, we're doing in our October conversations at, at, over coffee, we're just going to say, what are you facing that you weren't ready for? And we're going to take that and next year, that's going to become part of our training. So we're trying to find the gaps, the weaknesses, so that we can improve next year's training as well. So great, great question. I don't know that I have the answer other than a lot of spiritual discernment, ask God's spirit to lead you for sure too. And how often, like, are you the one who trains them or do you do a variety of things like, Hey, let's bring in a guest speaker or, Hey, here's a video that I really like that speaks to this. Like, how do you decide, do you change up the, the delivery? Yeah, absolutely. I think different voices, you just, you just hear things differently from different people. Like I could say the same thing and people would ignore it. And if you came to my church, they'd be like, she's brilliant. That was amazing. I'm like, I said that last <laughs> week and you didn't, you know, so the power of different voices, different perspectives, illustrations, the way we communicate, like I'm a huge fan of the outside trusted youth ministry voice. Now there are a bunch of people out there that are teaching and training in youth ministry and quite honestly, shouldn't be because they don't have the experience and reputation and credibility. So I would vet your speaker and ask for, you know, suggestions in a Facebook group or whatever, but find somebody who's killing it in youth ministry and learn from them and put them in front of your volunteers. Cool. Well, I feel like um, so excited to jump back in with my volunteers because, you know, we've been away from each other for a while and they've been just champions kind of running their small groups on their own since we haven't been able to have that large group. And I think now this fall launching, jumping back in, this is the perfect time, um, you know, to do the day of training or find some great voices locally. Um, you know, and one thing that I've done with my leaders that I don't really know if it would qualify as a training, but we've just done like straight affirmation of each other. And, um, you know, I make it really cheesy and I like say, come sit on the rug of affirmation with me. And I like just (laughs) embarrass them and tell them, like tell the whole group all the things I love about them. And that experience alone, just, I, I, it always just brings us closer together. And then you hear how people like view you and it's just awesome. So I think it's, we're right for this. Yeah. I love it. One of the way, my favorite ways to train, this is really simple, like practical is where I live, um, is we do scenario training. So I just start a bunch of questions with what do you do when, Ooh. And then I come up with the most hilarious or pretty serious like things that could happen. So what do you do when you realize that the church have van has left a kid at the gas station? Oh my God. And there, whatever. So what do you do? And we have a great conversation. So scenarios can be a great springboard to some training as well. So just throwing that out as one more bonus idea. That is a huge bonus. Cause I have never thought of that, but that is so brilliant just to get the conversation going and know where their mind is at. Like it would be, yeah, I really do want to know what would you do? What do you do when a kid brings or takes your keys home with them? (laughs) Oh, that's a real life scenario, Henry. I'm still bummed at you. (laughs) Too soon. It's not funny yet. (laughs) Too soon. It's fresh. I have got, you see these bags under my eyes? That's not okay. (laughs) I usually get the call Hey, it's 10 o'clock. I left my backpack at the church. I have to come back because, and I'm like, okay, I'll be here waiting for you. (laughs) 
Or they say, oh, we'll come by in the morning before school, like 6 a.m. Yeah. Is that fine? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, you won't be. You can't. I won't be there. <laughs> right? I don't know. Maybe the men's ministry will let you in, not me. Um, so, Josh, we this was so fun. I loved getting, like, to just spend time with you and talk with you. You just are such a legend, like in my mind and to so many for the work you've done. And we love to ask our speakers or our guests one of three more fun questions, just to get to know you a little bit. So Josh, we want to know what is your biggest or one of your biggest, sometimes it's hard to just pick one, but one of your biggest pet peeves to help us know more about you. Good question. Okay. Uh, I, this is a secret. So I'm going to tell you something that I have not told somebody who's very important in my life. So here we go. (laughs) My, My biggest pet peeve in the world is when people crunch ice in their mouth. I hate it. I hate it more than anything. Like if it's like someone's eating like really crunchy food, like I can eat it. That's fine. But if someone's sitting next to me and they're, I'm like, ah, so here's where it gets interesting. My buddy, Doug Fields, who started Download Youth Ministry, he and I started together. He crunches ice all the time, all the time. And it drives me nuts. And I never told him because, uh, just trying to rise above it, you know, love, Love never keeps a record of right or wrong. <laughs> so you, you've never told him. You just kind of have been a silent sufferer yeah. for Today how many we, years? Today we were eating breakfast burritos, and he was crunching on his Diet Coke ice. And I wanted to just punch him in the face, but I didn't. I didn't because I'm a Christian. I'm loving. Is he, he the know biggest he has offender? No idea. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone else in your life consistently crunch ice? Oh yeah, or my wife will sit one. next to me on the couch, and if I'm not eating, because if I'm eating, you know, there's a lot of noise happening. You're fine, <laughs> but if she sits down and she's like, she, I look at her and she's like, I'll move. <laughs> but it's just a thing. It's a thing. But I've never told my buddy Doug, and so it is what it is. Maybe he'll watch this, and uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll just you know do you a favor, and you guys don't yeah. even have to have a conversation. He'll just. Take note. Great. And- It'd be great if he discovered it this way. That would be amazing. <laughs> but you know, or if he just gets punched in the face <laughs> and then goes and watches, he'll be like, oh, that's why. One day I'm going to snap. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, I don't know Doug, but to from an outsider, it seems like if he knows that, he's going to do it all the more. Like he just <laughs> exactly. seems like a bit of an instigator yes. to me. <laughs> This is exactly right. He will use it against me and it will be even worse. So I suffer in silence in a small percentage of my life. He cannot know this weakness of mine. So uh, (laughs) there you go. We're proud of you. We're proud of you for being strong. (laughs) Josh, thank you so much for coming on here and giving out some of your wisdom and just give uh, people, where can they contact you? How can they get a hold of signing up for the event and all that stuff. Just yeah, shout absolutely. out all your well, download youth ministry. Downloadyouthministry.com is kind of the epicenter of all things youth ministry. Uh, resources, games, tools. There's a membership. It's really, really great. It's incredible. You can go to freetrial.downloadyouthministry.com and even try the membership, get free store credit, have fun. 
And then the event we've been talking about today is the National Day of Training. Go to trainmyvolunteers.com. And if it's too late and you're like, oh, this already event already passed, it's okay because it's an annual event. It's going to be bigger and better next year. Coronavirus will be gone. We'll all be immunized or whatever, and uh, it'll be huge. So join us then. <laughs> Aren't you guys giving out like a free five-minute teaser of it too? We are, yeah. There's five minutes that you can watch for free just to get a little taste of it, and it's really fun. You'll be like, my volunteers need this. And, uh, awesome. and again, you can download it after the event and use it however you want throughout the year too. So check it out, trainmyvolunteers.com. Love it. Thank you so much. Everybody go and sign up for that now. And for all you watching and listening, we will see you next time.